you have quite a resume there, Nontantla, BSc Honours in Biochemistry and Cell Biology and BSc in Biological Sciences, now Education. Is this your ultimate passion and motivation? Uh, interesting question. I think uh, I have somewhat of a dual passion. I always wanted to be a teacher. Um, funny enough, it, when choosing options in 12th grade, uh, teaching was my first option, science research was my second option, and medicine was my third option. Um, and you, obviously, with, with Gather being the, the sharp student, I was a science uh, major. I was then pushed away from, from the education front. Um, but also, growing up in the South African township, you can cannot um, care or have or develop a passion towards education. Because for me, education has transformed my life. I'm like a first-generation type kid. None of my family has studied. And me being able to access opportunities has a lot to do with the quality of of, of tertiary education that I was able to, to get. Now, when the COVID-19 pandemic hit, you grab, uh, grabbed it with uh, both hands. Can you talk to us a little bit about what you did and how it has helped helped the school? Sure. Uh, so when, when it hit, uh, we were trying our best to make the learning not stop, um, which meant uh, going from... Um, contact classes in a low-income community where data costs are high to a completely remote uh, situation where if we wanted to to to, to host um, dialogue classes or discussions, as it were, um, we were then going through a Zoom platform, which was proving to be a lot, um, uh, uh, costs a lot for data, and my students were struggling to, 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 to meet the requirements uh, that are there for cost. For data, so we had to try and 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 source data for them. Um, and later on, we also realized because we use students don't have our students don't have laptops at home or tablets. We do have some of those at at school. Um, most of them are on smartphones, um, which works only so much. But if you're having to produce large volumes of work, typing and that, it's hard to do that. So we sourced some keyboards for them to just use their computer screen, uh, sorry, their phone as like a computer screen. And we're basically running a full full school program that would start at 7.30 and end at 3.00 with students checking in via WhatsApp, um, any major discussion. We were pulling kids into smaller groups so we could use social media type mobile data to hold classes via via WhatsApp. Um, Major submissions were also trying to move on to WhatsApp uh, or if we couldn't afford to do that thing we were going on the Google Classroom and Zoom platform. Now, you face opponents representing Australia, New Zealand, and South Southeast Asia, East and South Asia, Europe, Middle East, and North Africa, as well as North and South America. What do you have that others don't have? <laughs> I think one has to think about... Um, us representing the region as because we went uh, up against local uh, Cambridge International Schools. And whenever you think of an international school anywhere, particularly South Africa, you think opulence, you think wealth, you think high price, you think privilege. Um, we don't have that. Uh, my students are coming from home, homes that are still dependent on the state for a grant in order to put uh, food on the table. A large majority of my students are on scholarships. 
my teachers are not, uh, I'm probably <laughs> a misrepresentation, but my teachers are from within this community. They're sure. servicing the same community. And those same students uh, during a pandemic were getting a pass rate of above 85% or bachelor passes in South Africa, where there's a huge uh, 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 um, uh, discrepancies uh, along education quality when you're coming to, to socioeconomics um, and basic uh, lo- physical location. Now, you look at the larger majority. Um, if, if you zoom out of South Africa um, sure. and you're looking at the other regions, it's almost an expectation that um, a child in those areas is deserving of um, a, a, an opportunity to solve problems. Everyone expect a problem-based learning approach. Everyone expects um, that kids are going to be challenged and that they will, they're going to reach their potential. What we represent is that African child who we don't assume that about. We assume that if you just teach them to read and write, you're good enough. Whereas we're saying teach them, uh, don't teach them, create opportunities for them to reach their potential. Where university entry is just uh, a, a part of, of your measures. Your measures is uh, can your students be able to, to solve problems comfortably? Can they be starting and creating their own businesses and creating their own jobs, which my students are already starting to do.